Hi, and welcome to another episode of Loli's Cafe. In this episode, we are going to talk about the story of Park's marriage contract, episodes 9 and 10. There are going to be spoilers ahead. Let's get to them. So before that, I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. This will probably be the last podcast episode until after Christmas. We'll take a little break. I know I drop a lot of episodes usually on Monday, but it'll be Christmas Day, so I'm just going to spend it with my kids and my family opening presents and we're actually gonna drive to Florida so it's gonna take us a bit to get there so in any case so probably you won't see any episodes until Tuesday or Wednesday maybe so um but yeah enjoy the holidays hope you guys are eating good food spending time with your family enjoying just the overall nice feeling of Christmas. So these last two episodes from Park's marriage contract, I thought they were pretty awesome. It's right before, we only have two episodes left, so it's right to the finale. And I'm really actually not sure how it's going to end. I really thought she was going to stay, but then the blue-eyed lady kind of gave her like a thing where, no, if you stay, he's going to die. So obviously she's going to choose to not stay, right? She's going to choose to go back. But the previous gave us some really nice previews, some hot steamy stuff that's going to happen. So we'll see. And we saw in, in this last episode, just it was just nice to see them together. And it was nice to see Park Yeon-woo just be her own person and come together. We saw Sawal struggling. I, of course, love Sawal. I like how she's just, she's just ready to beat up people, but because she doesn't have an ID, right? She, it's the equivalent of a social security number. She, so she can't get a job and she doesn't have money. We saw her struggling with that. We saw that Huang myung Su is sort of the one that's after revenge because his wife, who was pregnant, was killed because of the chairman. So he's been trying to get revenge on the chairman's family. It, it was a little bit of a twist with having Mean Deponim not be as bad as we thought she was, or maybe she is. It's obviously she's not as evil as they were making her out to be, which I guess I feel bad about my last episode. I was like, oh, I can't defend her, but. I did feel bad for her, right, in the earlier episodes because she is a woman and she is a woman CEO. And obviously she's going to lose her position, but I assume she'd work hard to get there. Now, she's still just willing to hurt people personally for her own professional gain, which I don't necessarily believe in, but the whole system in Korea with the Chibol and the families is definitely different, right? It's is not quite the same as corporations work in the US or at least large corporations where you have they're kind of like a generation removed from the founders and the original founders, right? We don't have their kids take over or anything like that. So it is a little bit different than what happens in the US. So I know that's hard for us to understand and I really like her son telling her that, how could she do that? I, I like how he confronted her at the end. I think that was brave of him. And we see him be a good person, right? I think we see the son be a good person. So maybe she couldn't have been so bad. I don't know. It's hard to figure out how this whole thing, but apparently she didn't kill the mom. The chairman killed the mom. And it wasn't clear to me if... 
he should have believed her or not. Obviously, the grandpa is being put as the evil person because he is the Kang family's descendant or whatever. And they finally saw as what little brother, brother-in-law was in the past. He was there. He just wanted to be an artist and he didn't want to take the state exam. But I guess his mom was forcing him to. And I guess they wanted to get that loyal wife stone so that they could get state positions, which, okay, that sounds crazy, but we'll just believe it that if you had a someone commit suicide <laughs> because their husband had died and, and live as the loyal wife that you got rewarded for that. Okay. We see that happen in, in Yoso now. I don't know if she goes back, does she go like right after she fell into the well or right before she fell into the well? Or does she go back before the husband gets poisoned? And then it's like, does she cheat on the husband if she goes back to before he was there? Or is he going to somehow form his memory of the current present? Because it looked like they were going to get it on. So they've been kissing and being all lovey-dovey and everything like that. I don't know. But if she goes back, I and then does he remember her? Like, I don't, I guess time travel is always weird because, you know, there's different ways to do time travel, right? There's the ones where you have a loop like the Terminator or there's the one where you have different multiverses, right? So if she goes back and changes the past, then they don't get the headstone, then they don't get the positions, then they don't get the money, then their family basically doesn't become a successful family. So then Kang Ha was never CEO. So then how could he have married her when she went there? That's not necessarily a loop. That's a multiverse. But if she goes back and then she dies and they get the headstone, then it becomes like a weird loop. So it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know how they're going to do it. The time travel, it can get complicated. So we'll see how they resolve it. Or if she just stays, he dies, according to the blue-eyed lady, who we see had promised her grandfather to pay it forward. And that's what she's doing because she was this magical being. So not clear to me what the resolution is going to be, or maybe they're going to find a way to bypass the loop. And obviously, Sawa doesn't want to go. Her and her man, I think they're just so cute together. I, I love seeing them together. I just like that they're a couple and just he is so cool right when he was fighting the guy that was trying to poison poison Kang Teha right he she's just like awesome he's just awesome and then the way that he told Saul when he asked her to marry like you don't have to you can just live off me you don't have to work you don't have to do anything I, I just thought it's sweet so Hong Biso definitely won some cool points for me yeah just really nice to see him and Saul together. So I'll be sad if she has to go. I also love, you guys know I love Saul, but I love how she won over his little sister with food and how she was like, yeah, you can, I'll help you out. And I don't like you because you're number one in in your opa's mind, which is, is just so nice. I just love her, how she just won her over with food and just telling her like, yeah, you're number one for your brother. So I just hate you a little bit, but I thought that was just Sowell's, of course, you know, she can't do no wrong in my eyes. So 
I am excited to see, and I'm actually not sure anymore if she's going to go back or not. I really thought for sure she's not. And even from the preview, I mean, they're going to get it on. If she's going to go back after that, I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll see. But I'm really enjoying the drama. Now, the whole thing with like Neen Deponim and the granddad, now we find out that she's not such a bad guy. So is Kangteha going to forgive her or is she going to remain the Deponim? Is obviously... Huang Biso, Huang Biso hit Kang Teha with that pot or whatever, but we see in the previews he's fine. So nothing's going to happen to him. And it's just figuring out whether Pak Yung Woo is going to go back or not. And I'm actually really confused. Usually I would be like, if you had asked me last week, which I, I said like she's going to stay, but now I'm not so sure because they added this little, oh, he's going to die. And the reason that his heart is bad is because of her, which I don't really understand how that works, but okay, I guess it wasn't mean the Panim poisoning him. The secretary, Huang Biso, Huang Myung-su, plotting and everything, it did seem obvious, like the whole water, poison water, like they did that kind of out in the open. And then once again, I just really don't understand the Korean police system. This guy tried to poison another person to try to potentially kill them and he even confesses but then somehow I guess is it like similar where he just posted bail and bounced is that why he's not in custody and somehow he's alluding just questioning I like why isn't he alluding arrest I don't know I have a hard time understanding the police Korean system and I know that people can just sue each other and you can avoid going to jail by just paying somebody off so like if I were to assault someone and then I paid them, I could just pay them for them not to have me arrested. And I could just be like, okay, we're settled with money. I'm going to give you money. I'm not going to spend time in jail. So it's really kind of a strange system that I don't necessarily understand. Maybe this is part of that. Unclear. And then the whole thing with Yuhana. I was annoyed by her. I like how Pak Yun Woo handled it. I guess Pak Yun Woo is a lot more mature than I am. Just telling her, oh, so you're going to run away, which I thought she should get fired. I'm like, girl, you sabotage stuff for the company. You're a liability. You're gone. But I guess Pak Yun Woo is more mature. Like you're, this is, you're going to run away. No, that, that shouldn't be. You need to pay it back and then I'll see if I forgive you or not. So she's obviously a lot more mature than I am where I was just like, yeah, she needs to be fired. Or maybe I'm just the more realistic professional person who's worked and knows that if you actually try to sabotage your company, you're going to be gone. So I actually agreed with Kang Teha in firing her because anybody who would sabotage an event that's important to the company and the company's bottom line just you can't forgive that kind of thing because it's just opening the door for other people to do it. And what, you're going to bend the rules for one person but not the other. So, but I, I did like that she handled it like that, that Pak Yung Woo just told her like, yeah, you, you need to kind of earn your forgiveness in order to be forgiven. So I, I did like how she handled that. Like, yeah, a lot more mature than I am, maybe because she's from Joseon. But okay. And then, all right. Isok Ju, that other guy, didn't know that Kang Tamin was the brother or Deponim's son. I'm like, yeah, should he really be working there? How clueless can you be? And he's like in marketing. It's like, you can't even figure this out, dude. All right. 
But fine, he's not not the smartest. I guess not everyone can be an all star. But it was it was nice to see the the episode nine, just seeing Park Yun Woo do well with her business and being supported by Amy Dam. I really like that, and I really enjoyed seeing kind of all their couple stuff. I know sometimes it can get a little too much, but but I thought it was done well. So now. I just don't know how the drama is going to end. I hope it's a happy ending. I hope that they somehow end up together, even if she goes back to the past to be with her original husband. And I guess because he was technically dead, she wouldn't have cheated on him. I I don't know. I just don't want her to end. But but I guess I, I was going to say I don't want her to end alone, but really it should be okay if she is alone, right? Because that's what she wanted in the first place, right? That she wanted to have her own business. And obviously if she goes back as a widow, she has different liberties that she didn't have as a unmarried person, unmarried woman. But we'll see. I'm really excited to see how it ends. I think it's it wasn't disappointing at all. It's it picked up a lot, right? I think the first it started a little slow, the first four episodes, but I think it's picked up a lot. So I think that it's really keeping me on my toes. I'm really just not sure how it's gonna end. And I just don't want it to be sad. So hopefully it's not. All right. So I hope you guys have a great Christmas holiday. I hope you enjoy Monday. For those opening presents, I hope you get some nice gifts that you wish for. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. I know that there's a lot of options for you to listen to. So I'm really thankful and grateful for all of you guys who listen, especially I think I have one listener who's been listening since I started the podcast. I think every time I went, there's one person who had always listened to my podcast. So I just want to thank that person. You know who you are. Just really really appreciate it. Thanks. I hope you guys have a great holiday. Happy holidays for those of you who don't celebrate Christmas. Hope you enjoy just the day off just as well. And thanks. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.